Now, this podcast is getting a bit above my pay grade, but I wanted to do it because it's very important to allow things to be seen in perspective. I titled this podcast The 10 Levels of the Mind, but in actual fact, that's a bit misleading. Most simply put, by high-level masters, there are three levels of perceiving existence, each containing nine steps within those levels. So this 10 levels of the mind I'm going to talk about today could be better called 10 perceptions. And usually for one to complete the first level of three of the training of the mind, the three levels of the training of the mind, you would most likely have achieved the state of the 10th level, which I'll soon get into. So FYI, one of the biggest mistakes I would say people, I say the mind can make is when they hear something like, oh, there are three levels and nine levels in each of them. I'm not going to be content with where I am now. I'm not going to be happy until I've reached the highest level of them all. Uh, And this is one of the biggest reasons I decided to do this episode. So maybe to get people to understand the vastness of the human mind and the potential And so you can maybe come to a greater acceptance of where you are now. So the idea of, like, for example, when uh, I sort of came to a greater acceptance of where I was and my ego stopped being so, like, consumed by attaining all these things, well, that's not the right word for it. I I sort of got untangled a little bit. Um, Then I was able to let go of conceptual things a lot more. So... Again, one more thing on that. I'll just say I think it's important. If your mind immediately jumps to wanting a particular stage that we're going through now, paradoxically, you'll be even more stuck in whatever so-called stage you're in now. So as beginner's advice uh, would be to not let your mind see this as a challenge or to compare against anything else, but rather just see it as like a cool, fun Thing and allow it to open your mind a little bit more and see what naturally happens when this opening occurs. With that being said, let's talk about these first 10 perceptions. So in the first stages of level one and two, the great masters say you can't really say much about the mind because it's almost complete unconscious living. If the mind is a wild animal, people can't even see the animal at all. They just live their life through their biological needs and their unconscious patterns. If one is in this level, uh, they'll only listen to words and language and they'll follow the animalistic nature of the mind blindly. If the concept of reincarnation is true, again, let's stay away or be aware of what concepts are is always a good idea. Relatively speaking, this is a path that would take 500 to a thousand years from one perception to the other there's very little conscious thought in these levels very little spare time outside work and household life to ask questions such as why is there so much pain in my life why do i always feel so bad even when i'm constantly following what to do that others are telling me why do i always feel like something is missing in my heart why do i always feel like i'm incomplete So these questions aren't usually asked too much in these levels. In the first stage, people run away from their problems and instead run towards government, politics and religion to seek comfort and the analytic nature of the mind is well hidden. 
In the second level, more awareness comes though, and it sort of helpfully pushes the mind to seek out what it is. Some more of the previous questions we just went through might begin to be asked, but there's still no feeling of wholeness. Uh, sort of things still feel like they're split. Doubt does start to arise in this stage, however. Doubts like, is this all there is to life? Going to school, getting a car and house, going to university, getting married, having kids, then dying, is this it? Um, so it's after these first two levels, a seeking starts to come about where try and work out, figure out what this wild mind is and that sort of starts to come up from the unconscious. So stage three begins at that point. In stage three, very quick glimpses of the wild animal are seen. So sometimes might happen during sex, sometimes during meditation, but people don't know who the who is which is doing this seeing or having these glimpses. And through this glimpsing of seeing something, the thought comes to the mind, hey, the mind is just an animal, a wild animal. That's what it is. It's a wild animal. So all of a sudden, in this level, something happens, which is a very big leap. It's like, what in the bleep? Feels like there are two persons inside the body. It's a very strange feeling. There are two people inside me, and it feels like I'm high on a drug. And this marks the end of phase three, and phase four begins after that. Now, at this stage, when you look, you see something other than a glimpse. You see a shadow, the shadow of a wild animal. And then you see the wild animal move its legs around. And what's worse is you realize, fuck, this animal is really, really wild, really big, and super dangerous. Oh, shit, this mind is really there, and it's inside me. And this is another big step because you realize the gravity of the situation that there is a big rogue agent ruling your life and it's not your friend. It's wild and it could attack you at any moment. But at the later stages of level four, or perception four, awareness sits around and waits. It feels the wild, feeds the wild animal some fruit and very slowly the mind of this wild animal comes closer to this thing called awareness. The mind becomes less afraid of awareness and slowly this process of them drawing nearer occurs. And here comes the next step from level four to level five. And so the master says, who I'm basing this episode off, this one takes a long time. Uh, and from here, uh, this awareness of starting to come together with the mind starts to happen more frequently. You begin to see more clearly and more how often the mind fucks with you. So a good example would be, oh shit, you think about something and you're like, oh man, I was totally consumed by my desire in that interaction. All I wanted to do was have sex with that lady and steal her energy. Even more... All I wanted to do was try and trap this woman in a relationship to get her to follow what I want to say. That way her ego would be mine. Holy moly. I knew I was doing that, but I didn't know I was doing that at the same time. This this animal is, this mind is a wild animal and it's totally messing with my life. And the realization at this level is, okay, I'm definitely not in control. I know that now. This mind controls my life. 
what I direct my energy and effort towards in life is to help please this animal, not to do what I want to do. Many people call this something other than a wild animal, this mind. Some people call it a bull, some people call it a snake, some call it the devil, some call it God. It knows people very, very well and has been watching inside people for a long time. Yet until this fifth level, as the masters say, most people never look at it and never see it. They never look at it and they never see it. Now the master who I am basing this uh, episode of in particular was very cultivated and he had reached the 10th perception. But again, he, he also said, don't even think about the later levels just because just to jump from one level to another level can take many, many lifetimes. So it's a good idea not to let your mind think it's ahead of the game and it's somewhere it isn't. Otherwise, the mind will just keep on tricking you even more because this isn't a game of intellectual recognition of sort of recognizing with your mind where you are. That's that's dangerous. This is a game of awareness in where you are and experiencing that reality. So yeah, again, if you, you're trying to deduce you're at a certain stage or a certain perception or your mind throughout life constantly thinks it's better than this or better than that or it knows more than this or knows more than that. I mean, half the time you could be right, but also half the time you don't know where that thing is coming from and you don't know why your mind could have been setting you down that path to think that in the first place. Because you're very still, your awareness is still very basic. Even though you think you're very smart intellectually, a process could have started being triggered in your mind within you, which you don't know why that has happened because you just simply don't have the awareness to track it and see where it came from. And that can be where problems set in, delusion set in, and why some people, you know, anyway. It's, uh, that's another discussion. So at the end of this level, to get back to it, mind and awareness are more familiar with each other again. And when they meet each other, there is less fear and uh, less problems with the two coming together. Level number six is next. This is where awareness starts to know the game and then it starts to train the mind, like a farmer trying to rope a bull and train it to do its will. With level number seven, stage number seven, awareness has gotten to the point where it can finally start teaching the wild animal, the mind, can start to teach it how it can be used. The analogy here is an animal being taught how to work on the farm and the farm representing your life from day to day. So at the end of this level, the mind is no longer wild. It's been trained and taught, its wild nature is gone, and the mind bows down to awareness and recognizes it as the master. In our perception eight, awareness then just rides on the back of this, this wild animal or this tamed animal now, the mind. It just plays, just goes along with the experience. It's just loving it. Um, it can control it, but it's sort of just like following it. And uh, the mind just watches and listens to what awareness is doing at the same time as it's doing this. So on stage nine, the farm becomes the entire world and the mind can remain in this state anywhere, any city, any place, any time, no matter what you're doing with any distractions. And that's where deeper confidence apparently starts to penetrate. 
Finally, there's level number 10, and this is, there's no more now. As in, awareness and the mind have become one. There is no mind. And there are no words to describe this place because it's beyond language and it's a total union with nature. So pretty cool, right? But again, to put this into perspective and not for comparisons, but to provide an example for myself, for my own individual, uh, not identity, my own individual collection of consciousness, I would stay at best. I would be on stage three, maybe stage four, doubtful though. Um, when I was trying to think of people in the public sphere, I couldn't really think of anyone. Someone like Elon Musk might be one or two stages ahead at most, but no further. Uh, Sadhguru was the only person who came to mind. He's the only guru I've ever seen who isn't full of shit, uh, to put it. Uh, maybe that's not nice, but what I feel. So he might be like all the way. Um, so the reason why you can sort of tell... Um, separate those two kinds of people for example i could be wrong but this is coming from my perceptions so with someone like elon musk you can deduce where they're at based on the actions and behavior and you can't entirely see what's going on in their mind but you can see most of it or you can see a lot of it because your coding is similar like operating on similar formulations so Again, if everyone has an energetic field running a particular coding, when you come in contact with another field, well, how sort of intuition works on, well, for one example, because when the coding comes together, you're, you're on an energetic level, your coding is matching up and you're starting to feel what the other person is feeling. So obviously, I've never met someone like Sadhguru, but I have met people who are very, high up on this scale and the difference between someone like you know Elon Musk thinking you have even if it's only a vague idea of what's going on compared to some of these other people who are high up on this scale you have absolutely no clue what they're thinking no idea whatsoever that's the difference so to speak a little bit more about where I foresee this show going forward and what one of its purposes is sort of want this uh, podcast to be a reference point for those who are seeking for generating their own path into the internal world from the external. So there is a reason the Simulation Podcast has a tagline of founded in base reality and the author of this podcast is consciousness because these insights have come from going to base reality. They've come from within base reality and the author is consciousness because that's who's speaking. In reality, as well, the more you get reminded of the internal world and the more you are able to get transmissions from people who have been deep into that world, the more of a chance you will have of ending up in that space yourself. Lastly, I think one more important thing to say is base reality really is within your reach. And once you get there, you'll realize base reality, simulation, no matter which one you're in, 
always there is going to be a constant truth. There's always a constant presence. And the more you connect to this in your day-to-day life, living it, the more you'll see that what you're seeking for is not there or outside. It's always been here and within. different places. If we take it from only one place, it becomes rigid and stale.